Welcome to the J.P. Shadrick Podcast. Today's Thursday, April 5th, and today we've got a special guest, someone whose work you probably see quite a bit if you're a Jaguars fan, but you might not realize who it is. It's the Jaguars Director of Public Relations, Ted Dickman. It's a relatively quiet week around Everbank Field for the Jaguars. Prospect visits continue in the building, and they will for the next little while. The U.S. women's soccer team plays tonight against Mexico at Everbank Field as well. We're two weeks away from the busiest week in a while around here. The Jaguars players are back for the start of the offseason program April 16th. The Paul Pazlesny retirement ceremony is that week as well, along with the state of the franchise and the media pre-draft luncheon. We'll get to all of that when it comes around in a couple of weeks. Today, a full conversation about public relations for the Jags. Last year... We had Senior Vice President of Communications Dan Edwards on this podcast to discuss his history in the business and, of course, here with the Jaguars from day one. Today, we go into the PR realm a bit deeper with Director of Public Relations Tad Dickman. He's in charge of the day-to-day message for the team, working with the football side and the front office side for that consistent message, working on innovating the way the Jags get those messages out. He's the only child to retire to Air Force parents, so he moved around a lot as a youngster, but finished high school in Alexandria, Virginia. He played basketball at the University of Mary Washington in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and he interned with the New York Giants in the PR department in 2012 and then joined the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2013. The director of public relations for the Jacksonville Jaguars, first time on tape, Tad Dickman. Yeah, I'm not used to sitting on this side of the the microphone, so this is definitely interesting, but I appreciate you having me, JP. Thanks for coming on, man. I mean, we see you on social media a lot. I see you in the building every day. You know, we know you very well. But a lot of folks listening to this might have an idea who and what you are, but have never heard from you before. So now's your opportunity to spit it out. A lot of times (laughs) I'll have people tell me that they – like, oh, you're the you're the guy that tweets sometimes, or comes comes at people on Twitter, or defends your guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's what I'm here for, man. Got to stand up for our crew when I can. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, especially this past year, kind of the the way that the team transformed and how they came together. Um, and you know, for our department, we obviously get to have a, a close up view of kind of the chemistry and how it builds throughout the season. Uh, so it was it was a lot of fun and very special this year to kind of get to be a fly on the wall for a lot of that development. Let's get right into it. A day today. What are you doing today? Uh, today is a Wednesday as we tape this. This will air on a Thursday originally. So Wednesday in the off season, we're a month less than a month away from the NFL draft, but there's a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. What has your day been like on a Wednesday? What have you and your department been doing today? Yeah, um, I guess going through kind of the the near future. Um, at this point right now, we're getting ready for you know two weeks from now. Obviously, the, the schedule release, both preseason and regular seasons, on the horizon. So you know, being prepared for when that comes. Um, but the events that we have planned out right now, we have uh, Paul Bozlesny is going to retire on April 16th, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a really special day. Um, you know, a lot of alumni coming in for that one. Um, that's also the same day that our players get back for the offseason program for Phase 1. Uh, so, you know, we'll have – you know, probably 60-plus guys coming back in the building on that Monday as well. Um, The next day, we're going to do some availability with our players, so we'll get to do our annual trip down to the weight room with Coach Bozlinski, Mm -hmm. uh, shoot some photo and some video down the weight room. Uh, The players always love that one. You know, their their first big lift of the offseason, and we have a bunch of cameras in there. That's right. Always pumped up. To see who's done Um, their homework and who hasn't. Correct, correct. 
Wednesday we'll we'll catch our breath for a second, and then uh, Thursday we have State of the Franchise, uh, big, which big yeah it comes with you know the uniform unveiling, um, you know a lot of great updates from uh, from Shad and from Mark on kind of the business ventures that we're a part of right now. So I think that's always one that the fans uh, really enjoy too, kind of getting to see the behind the scenes stuff that we the Jaguars the business organization you know the the corporation what we're doing on that part of it um, and not just the team on the field Um, and then Friday we do you know our typical annual pre-draft media luncheon uh, where we'll have Coach Coughlin Coach Marone Dave Caldwell you know do some stuff with our media Um, you know that day we get to talk through some off-season policies upcoming media events and then we're into it man we got the the draft coming up that weekend Um, and then once we get into OTAs it's you know, it's kind of like, you know, you get the feeling that the season's back. It's go time. You're drafting releases. You're coordinating between departments in the building. You're kind of a liaison between the football side and the, the front office a lot of times, the business side, if you will, on certain items, events, and all that. So it's more than just writing a press release and getting interviews with the players. I mean, you you're you touch almost every department in the building from time to time, if if not – during the season, but throughout the calendar year. Right? Yeah, and I think the the important distinction to note is it's it's a we. It's always a we. It's mm-hmm. never me doing anything. So uh, obviously our yeah. staff, um, I think it's really cool because we get to spend a lot of time together. We're all really close. How many? Um, we're, we're six total in PR. So that starts with our SVP, Dan Edwards. Um, you know, he's overseeing our group as well as the broadcasting and then obviously with Joey and and the radio crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of splits between Amanda and myself. So she's our director of communications, handles a lot of our business ventures. Um, where, and then on our side uh, with myself, Alex Brooks, who was uh, just recently promoted to the manager of public relations. Um, and then Gabby Moran and Andy Esworthy. Those guys are the ones that are, you know, like you said, um, you know, when we're getting those influx of interview requests on a regular season Monday, you know, it's on those three, Alex, Andy, and Gabby to kind of get in the locker room, get, get with those guys, get every, get everything scheduled out. So um, it's a lot of fun as a group because right now it might feel like it's a little slower, but it, it comes right back and it comes quick. And there's always an event on the horizon. It seems like this time of year. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, dating back, it's like when, when the season finished up in, you know, in late January, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're coming back home, you're doing the kind of end of season recap stuff, season review document that, you know, that Gabby puts together for us. And then, you know, we're going to the combine. We got we have media available at the combine. Then we're back home. Then we're at the the league meetings. And at that point, we you know we have we had our owner speak. We had the EVP talk. Um, so, the NFL has done a great job of making this a year round spectacle. You know, much to all the PR guys' enjoyment around the league. Not not ever really getting a chance to to slow down. But um, you know, this is a time of year where you have to make sure you. You get to spend some quality time away from the building. Uh, my my family is in St. Mary's, Georgia now, mm-hmm. uh, down from Virginia. So I've got to spend a lot more time with my mom and dad uh, recently. So I, you have to take advantage of it when you got it. Ted Dickman is with us today, the director of public relations for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been through the tough times here the last few years. Uh, up until last season, the, the team finally started to win some football games, got to the AFC Championship game. On a week after a win for a winning football team, like last year, how many requests would you get for player or coach interviews as compared to a December in a three-win season a handful of years ago? How big of a difference is the yeah. the phone, the phone <laughs> and a, email? It is a great problem to have. Yeah. That's what you want. Um, you know, Especially down the, down the stretch here in that kind of the back half of the 2017 season, 
um, you know, you start to really see those requests pile up. Um, I'd, I'd say kind of, you know, week 13, 14, 15, 16, you're looking at, you know, probably like 30, 40 requests after a win. Um, and then once you kind of turn the corner into the playoffs, you know, the first week in Buffalo, it was, it was interesting because for us, you know, huge deal in our city. You know, first time in a decade we're getting into the playoffs. But in terms of the national landscape, the attention really hadn't turned to us just yet. So the Buffalo game, you know, it was special and you could feel the electricity. But in terms of the request, you know, you, it was probably a little bit more than a normal, you know, end-of-the-season end victory. And part of that might have been the way that Buffalo got in, and it's been a while for those yeah, guys, too. Yeah, I'm sure. sure that they had a ton of attention, yeah. you know, in Buffalo during the week leading up to the game. I bet they probably had more than we did, which was, you know, which is interesting. And, again, you know, unique to our market. Uh, but I think after that win and then going into the Pittsburgh game and then, obviously, you know, after the Pittsburgh victory and going into the AFC Championship, then it was it you're was the, a level the that final we four then, yeah. correct. We hadn't seen that level of attention ever before. And um, you know, on our staff, I think Alex Alex did an incredible job that week fielding all those requests, keeping our group organized. Um, you know, obviously, we're running around doing a bunch of stuff with you know, Coach Marone has more media requests that week. Um, you know, instead of having the the normal the quarterback and having Blake talk at the podium. We had nine guys talk at the podium that week. Um, so I think the sheer number of requests increases, but also the number of eyes that are seeing that stuff, you know, drastically increases. So you have to make sure you're that much more detailed and the players are that much more prepared. And obviously we have a great locker room and a bunch of really fun personalities that they enjoy the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So None of it is pulling teeth with, with those guys to get him to do stuff. It's more, hey, we got to make sure we get him on time to this, and then he needs to make sure that he's prepared you know, for practice, and then after practice that he's ready for his meet. So you know, for us, we're never trying to interfere with what you know, Coach Marone is building with his team, yeah. uh, but also trying to make sure that our fans get a chance to really meet our players. And then you know, especially with this go-around, you know, let the country meet our players for the first time. Ted Dickman with us. There's a balance here between promoting the team and protecting the team. And sometimes the view of that from different parts of the building can be skewed a little bit depending on the you know football side wants a certain thing, the business side wants a certain thing, the fans want to see your guys, but you've got to be able to balance all of those needs. And how do you say no to some requests? Is that hard? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you want everyone to feel like they're getting the most out of everything. Like, I think that's our job is to try to help as many people as we can. Uh, but with that, you know, it, it's on my end, I, I find it easy to differentiate those those things. So for me, is it helping our organization? You know, that's always going to be the first question. Um, I think this go around, um, you know, especially working closely with Coach Marone, is it helping our football team win games? So if I'm doing something from a media standpoint that's interfering with a player studying or getting ready for practice, then that will be a very short-lived uh, concept. <laughs> that that will be gone quickly. Um, but, yeah, it's. I think our department is unique. And, and like you said before, you know, we get the opportunity to work with basically everybody in the building in some capacity. And I think that is it's something that we take a lot of pride in is trying to make sure that we're learning other people's roles, the importance of what they do to the organization's overall success. Um, and then ultimately it's our job to help articulate that to our fans and to our, you know, our constituents that come to games and support us and cheer for us and are, and, you know, are loyal to our team. Um, you know, it's our job to make sure that for the external people that we're showing everything that we're doing internally to, to make ourselves better. 
And then on the flip side of it, like you mentioned with the fans, you know, it's my I, I owe that to the fan base and, you know, to our media that cover the team. It's my job to make sure that, you know, I'm fighting for access, that I'm fighting to give them opportunities that they've never seen before with, you know, a lot of behind the scenes content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, you know, that ultimately comes down to you and your crew, you know, the broadcasting team, uh, Darnell, Savannah, Carlos, um, you know, with our digital and our social properties um, and then, you know, our whole marketing team and, how can we find new, fun, creative ways to to show this stuff to our fans? And I think that's been a probably my when people ask me about this job, the thing I love the most about it is like the the collaboration between the groups um, and how far we've been able to take this and how we challenge each other and push each other to to get better. And the social and digital aspect of that has changed significantly. Not really in the time I've been here. I've only been here six seasons now. Um, before that, there wasn't much of a social. Um, there wasn't much social for the team. It wasn't much going on there on social media, and there wasn't really anything going on in digital media too. The Jaguars dot com was not. It was functioning, but it wasn't a huge video element on that thing. But that has grown over the last five six years, and now you, any event you go to in the league, uh, the combine or the league meetings, uh, teams are represented themselves there which didn't happen uh, when we first came in here about six years ago but that has changed landscape not only for the digital and social side but for the pr side too because you've got to balance all that on top of everything you did before with traditional press outlets right yeah i mean i I would love to say that i could speak on the transformation over time but since i've been in the nfl since 2012 i mean that's been the name of the game is the the social aspect uh i have I have a lot of great conversations with uh, Dan Edwards, our senior vice president, because for him it was, you know, people trying to beat the deadline to get the story in the paper the next day because right. if it didn't get in the paper, that it wasn't going to be out there. Whereas, you know, this day and age, obviously the newspapers still have their deadlines, but, you know, they're going on there and posting blogs and updating the blogs with each new quote that comes out. Um, and then especially, you know, like you mentioned, specifically with Twitter, you know, that's, that's where breaking news takes place now. People aren't breaking news and, you know, on the wire. Yeah, front that, page of the newspaper the next morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, so every, no, no. everyone wants to be, you know, the first person to report. Um, and, you know, with that, it's on us as a PR department to make sure that, you know, just because they're the first ones, that that, inf- that information is accurate. Um, and there's times where, you know, if we see something out there that is that is wrong or, you know, it's false about the team, you know, it's our job to correct that and steer it the right way. Um, but it... I feel like it's a it's a fun time on our end because the competitive nature of the business now for the media, you know, people are are fighting for that information, um, and you know we're kind of the keepers of that and making sure that, you know, the information and the uh, the direction that we're trying to articulate that we we get that out there properly. Every player pretty much has a Twitter account now too. Is that scary for a PR guy? I think the guys that have learned how to utilize it the right way, it's an incredible tool. Um, you know, having Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and these different platforms that provide a direct fan to player interaction sure. and getting to see how they live their lives, the you know, their hobbies off the field, their families. I think that's incredible. And the <laughs> but <laughs> of looking at you laughing because yeah, exactly. On the other side, yes. you know, a lot of the players that are coming in and that's why, you know, Marcus Pollard, um, you know, our director of player development they have programs as the rookies come in. And it, it doesn't just stop, you know, when your rookie year is done. It's an ongoing process that, you know, we continue to educate our players on those fronts. Um, but especially with the rookies when they're coming, you know, there's guys that have never, you know, th- everything that they tweet, 
it has never been seen by anybody. You know, they, they might have a following of, you know, a couple hundred or something. Um, and then, you know, a guy like Keelan Cole, as he goes down the stretch and he's making big plays on a national landscape, well, that, you know, that Twitter following, that Instagram following, everything's growing. It's amplifying quickly. Um, so make, it's making sure that our younger guys know the power that social media has now. You know, if one tweet or one Instagram post that that can go directly into a writer's blog or into a story or, or can be used TV, as a, as a right. quote or on TV, yeah, like yeah, you said. Sure. Um, so that's the big thing is making sure that those guys understand the power of it, but also with that power, how they can use it in a positive way to promote their charities and their foundations and their teammates and you know the city of Jacksonville. There's a lot of you know very positive ways that we can use social, and I think that's what you know that's on us as a PR department to continue to. To educate them. Final thoughts here. I, we could talk all day because we we talk all day we a like lot talk, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how do you gain trust of uh, maybe a coaching staff that could be skeptical sometimes or protective? That's probably a better word. Or a player, you know, a, a new guy coming into the building, uh, a free agent coming in, uh, a guy you draft. Uh, how, how do you go about showing them that you're there for their best? Um, uh, well, that that's the that's you know what, what I mean? you for just the said is correct. For them. That's what that's right? part of it is, you know, you have guys that come in and from day one they they trust you, they look to you for guidance, and then there's other you know players or coaches that you know, hey, we want to see you prove it to us, which is fair. Mm-hmm. You know that that's how it should be is, you know, the repetition, doing things the right way every single time. They know that they can trust your your instincts and trust your guidance and trust your advice. Um, and there's not a there's not a handbook or a manual on how to get someone's trust. You know, I think that's for each player. You know, I'll start with the locker room. You know, in the locker room, those guys ultimately want to know how how you're going to help them, how you're going to make them, you know, better at what they're doing. Um, so if if over time you can show them that you always have their best interests in mind, um, that you always are going to put you know the, you have the team's interests in mind. I think once people see that consistency. That's where that trust comes from, and I, you know, I think it's always interesting with the coaching staff too. You know, when I, I got here when you know, at that point I was 23 years old, mm-hmm. and I was younger walking around the locker room, and now, you know, I'm one of the oldest guys when I walk through the locker room. So it's funny seeing those young guys that can now look up to me and oh, that's a that's the savvy veteran. It's like, well, you know, you'll you'll be there. You know, I think Marquis said that when he got resigned. It's like you're the you're the leader in the room now. Yeah. When it, it seems like just a second ago you were the young guy. So, um, you know, with the coaches, the same thing. You got to prove yourself over and over and every single day that um, you're going to work hard. You're going to work long hours. You're going to put in the time. You're going to put in the effort. Um, and hopefully that you build that trust over time. I got news for you. You're still the young guy. Or you're just the old guy. Or the, <laughs> that's also true. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Coming up tonight, Jaguars Thursday Radio, 6 o'clock on 1010XL, Jaguars.com and the Jags app and Jags social media. Next Tuesday, Jaguars Drive Time on TuneIn Radio, 8.30 a.m. the start time. Jaguars.com Live airs Wednesday at 1 on Jaguars.com, of course, the Jags app and Jags social media. Our thanks to Tad Dickman for his time this week. And thanks to Jags manager of radio, Joe Fortunato. We'll catch you next time on the J.P. Shadrick Podcast.